Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 100 and the season two premiere of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And happy new year. I'm glad that we're meeting today, right now, and we get a chance to talk about any hopeful things you have lying ahead for you. I have a feeling that the idea of possibly starting a diet, or maybe you're not using the four-letter word. Maybe it's more, I want to just start eating healthy or make a lifestyle change or just make better choices. I want to just fix myself or any of those, any other ways that we like to describe really when it comes down to it diets and diet culture. I have a feeling it's been a bit more enticing now. Even if you've been in a place of accepting your body or you've moved away from diets for a while, I feel the urgency at times the closer I get to January too. And I think it's because of the hopefulness that diets bring. And that's what this letter writer that I'm going to be sharing with you today I'm going to share this letter where someone is exploring this new urge to diet after not dieting for two years and what that really means and what does this letter writer do. This person is feeling really confused and I can't wait to dive in and share with you my thoughts. Until we get to that, a word from our sponsor. Do you experience PCOS and have come to the conclusion that diets don't work for you? Or maybe you feel like you've never been able to get the whole dieting thing down and you're looking for another way to manage your PCOS. Well, I want to help. I have a PCOS and food peace course that is designed just for you. And I am going to be opening up enrollment for this course on January 25th, 2018. It's just a few weeks away. I would love to see you on the wait list. The way you can do it is go to pcosandfoodpeace.com. It's 12 modules that goes through the system step-by-step that I go through with people when I work with them one-on-one when they're experiencing PCOS and are looking for another way than just torturous diets and over-exercise. And honestly, I know that's what you've been told you have to do to manage your PCOS and you don't. You can do an intuitive eating and manage your PCOS and experience peace with food and promote health. Yes, you can do all of it at the same time. It took me a good 10 years to figure out a way to do it. And I can't wait to share with you all of the nuance and the steps. And so a way to get connected to this information and hear more about the course is go to pcosandfoodpeace.com. It'll get you on the wait list by um, entering in your email. That will place you on the wait list. So that means you'll be the first to know when the course opens up for enrollment. And it'll also give you access to all the details. 
I can't wait to see you there. So again, PCOSandfoodpeace.com. It'll take you right there. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I hit diet rock bottom two years ago, and I thought I would never diet again. I look back at all the different diets I have tried. There are too many to list, and I've tried them all. In a way, all of them worked because I always lost weight, yet over the last few years, I have connected each diet with more weight gain, depression, shame, and binging. I have come to the conclusion that diets don't work for me, but... But I am tempted as I start the new year to try again. Food, it sounds ridiculous, I know, but I'm hopeful this time. And that scares me so much because I am worried I will diet. I have been trying to do intuitive eating and I see the benefit. I don't feel as chaotic with food and so my life is calmer. I also notice that I don't have to keep changing my clothing sizes. I'm way bigger than I want, yet my weight hasn't changed much over the last two years doing intuitive eating. This is the first time in decades I can say that. But I'm bigger than I want to be. I can't fit in airplane seats. I can't ride all the roller coasters. I have trouble finding clothes that fit. Every time I go to the doctor, I know I will get a lecture. As much as I want to love and accept my body, I am tired of fighting the world to give me permission to not diet. Everywhere I look, I get the message loud and clear. I should be dieting to get a better chance at life. I am hopeful that this diet will finally work. Typing that out, I see how funny that is because they have never worked for me. Why do I want to diet now? I think part of me wants to, quote unquote, jumpstart something, but I don't know what. What's going on? My rational brain needs help food. A part of me wants to diet and get on board with all those dieting in January, but another part of me is screaming, no. I think I know what is best, but I don't. I'm so confused. Please help. Sincerely, Diet Rock Bottom at a new low. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note and happy new year. I appreciate from your note why you want to diet. Before we go there, I think it's important to really collect some of the truths that you're describing for us and what that means for you. Since you're not sitting in, in front of me here, I'm going to just glean it from your note. And one of them is that you've come to the conclusion that diets don't work for you. And I hope this is not a newsflash, but diets don't work for most people. Yes, there are those freaks of nature out there that are able to diet and maintain that weight loss and or maintain some super rigid shift in their eating. Yet that is not research-based. That is anecdotal. And the research is that diets don't work for most people. So honestly, you're not a failure. You're not an exception. You're the rule. Another truth is that Moving away from diets and experimenting with intuitive eating has led you to feel calmer and more present in your life. It seems that like trusting your body rather than trusting diets, diet culture, diet industry has led you to feel 
more empowered and in a place of promoting health. If you're new to the Love Food Podcast or have yet to explore intuitive eating, I encourage you to look into it. Intuitive Eating is a book that was written for the first time in the mid-90s by two dietitians. Their names are Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, and they have uh, a few newer editions that they've put out there and, and also a workbook. And Intuitive Eating is this concept, <laughs> this mind-blowing, simple but not easy con- concept of moving away from diets, connecting with hunger, fullness, and satiety, learning to respect them, and having unconditional permission to eat whatever you want. And I feel like that last one is the toughest one, but really the foundation of intuitive eating. Certainly many different episodes in season one of the Love Food Podcast explore it. So I encourage you to sort through those and explore it more, even if it sounds radical and super scary, because we have some steps for you already laid out. But anyway, intuitive eating is certainly radical, but I honestly think it's how our body was designed to experience food. And uh, the more we try to restrict it and put it on a diet, what science has taught us is that just makes us feel more chaotic around food. It even predicts weight gain and predicts eating disorders. So for you, letter writer, you certainly are experiencing dare I say, health, <laughs> you know, you, your emotional and physical well-being seems like it's improved and you're more embodied, which is just wonderful to hear. Another truth I'm getting from reading your note is that while you're working toward, toward accepting your body, the world hasn't accepted yours yet. And I hear you yearning for hope. And I think this hope has lots and lots of layers to it. And they're really important layers. So let's dive into those in a second. But before we get to that, one of the false truths that I'm gleaning from your letter for you, letter writer, is that you have learned that you cannot trust diets. So I don't know if that was a double negative, but (laughs) the false truth was trust diets because you can't trust them. I feel like diets are these really fucked up fantasy that we have just decided, and when I say we, I mean you and me and the rest of the world, as the way to keep us alive and to keep us important and acceptable. And it really is just a fantasy, a seductive fantasy at that. And what I'm getting from your letter is that you really are appreciating that. And that's why this surge of desire to diet is so exhausting for you. And honestly, letter writer, I hope you know, especially in January, that you are not alone. I feel like that's the most common conversation that I have in real life with folks that I work with on their food peace journey is this kind of cognitive dissonance of like, I know diets don't work for me, but yet I'm not acceptable the way I am right now. At least that's the information I'm getting and gathering on a daily basis. So I think in order to move forward, it's really important to dissect that hopeful feeling that diets give us. And I say us, not just you, letter writer. I think diets give all of us, myself included, 
it gives us this hopeful kind of feeling because that's part of its seduction. And from reading your note, what I'm gathering behind that hope is two things, connection and acceptance. So what I encourage you and anyone listening who's like, "Uh, yeah, I totally can identify with this letter. Next time you notice that you're really craving to diet or you're just about ready to Google cutting out a certain macronutrient, whatever is trendy these days, (laughs) or the next time you notice in your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed, someone's new diet and how it's so amazing and wonderful for them. And you feel that hope and that yearning and that urge to jump right in. I want you to really, really try to pause. I'm not saying not to jump. And I have to be transparent. I don't want you to diet. But I also believe in body liberation. You know, body liberation is a concept I first learned from Jessica Baker. I'd rather it's Jess Baker. She's the militant baker and she's written a couple books. Um, One is Things That Folks Don't Tell Fat Girls. And I know I just messed up the title, but I think it's about right. And she talks about body liberation, liberation and it's really body autonomy. You get to do it with your body, whatever you want. And I also am pulling for you not to diet. But anyway, when you're in those moments of really, really wanting to connect with a diet, What I encourage you to do is pause and consider what else was going on. And maybe just the moment right before, right before that. This is a concept that I learned from the folks at The Body Positive. And they wrote a book called Embody. Actually, one of the people behind The Body Positive wrote the book um, Embody. And I heard them speak about their method. And that's one of the things they really encourage you to do whenever you have a moment of negative body image, craving to diet, or some shoulds, or anything in that realm that really puts us in a shame spiral, is to consider what was just going on? What triggered me to go down this path? And if you're going through a Facebook or Instagram feed and you see your friend dieting, could be something like this letter writer is describing. Um, I'm guessing that that hopeful feeling is yearning to connect with other people. I can totally appreciate that January is the time where so many people talk about new beginnings and ways to fix themselves. And it can be quite an exciting conversation. It's totally like saturated with hope, (laughs) which is a funny concept to think about. But it is something that is exciting to talk about and can be a really engaging conversation. I think as humans, we're meant to connect with each other. And this is a way to connect. For a lot of us that reject diets and are radically working towards self-acceptance, I appreciate how isolating that can feel. Honestly, I feel it too. It's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast, because I get a chance to connect with other people who are trying to do the same work and also helping to recruit others to join us. (laughs) So I want to just point out that that hopeful feeling, oh, it feels so good. And the seduction and the seductive power that diets have, part of it is that it stirs up this really amazing hopeful side. And that stirring and 
that I feel I can see like a, a circle just kind of going and going. And one of the paths that it's going for you, letter writer, is towards connection with others. And another one is that that hopeful feeling also has a, a layer that's really yearning for acceptance. You're getting these subtle and not so subtle um, indications that your body is not acceptable. And something that I've been able to appreciate by listening to people in marginalized bodies, especially people of size, is that they've taught me that a person of size dieting is much more acceptable than a person of size that's rejecting diets. And so for you, I'm considering that side of things too, that acknowledging that I'm going to start dieting, it may help you to feel more accepted and also serve for connection. And I think it's really important for us to really just sit with that. And that's why this is so hard and confusing because your body and your brain with this yearning to diet and this urge to diet is helping you to, well, it's trying to help you to meet these unmet needs of acceptance and connection. If these are indeed the things that you're really trying to get out of this urge to diet, because again, I'm just guessing and I feel really privileged because I've been able to walk with other people who've gone down this path before us. And those are two things that are often acknowledged that are from people in a similar place. So if those indeed are part of your journey, I think something that may be helpful for you is to read an article that I um, have come across. And it's by someone who uses a similar approach to me. And her name is Hilary Kinneve. And it's an article called Wanting to Lose Weight Isn't Shameful. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And Hillary talks about how it's important for us to not feel ashamed of this conversation, especially those of us who have already acknowledged we're at diet rock bottom and we are radically going to work towards acceptance because um, we know that this is the way towards health. I think if you let a writer ignored this urge, I think it would keep you stuck. And as I was reading your letter, I was like, wow, this person is really brave. And I almost kind of thought smart because, and I don't know if that's the right word. I actually think it's probably not, but it's just the one that comes to mind off the top of my head. But it's something that I feel like it took a lot of awareness and to like sit with as as you're yearning to diet and feeling this conflicted um, kind of hopefulness and confusion and not knowing who or what to trust, you appreciated that it was something to really dive deeper into. And I'm hoping that means that shame is not keeping you from it. Shame is so deep though, and such a big part of this process that I would be surprised if it wasn't. But looking through that article, I hope it helps. And one of the things I love about it is at the very top, it says, your body can be trusted. Dieting culture cannot. And again, that's a quote from the folks at Be Nourished and in the article by Hilary Kinneve. So letter writer, I see food has written us back. I'm really anxious to hear what he has to say. And until then, please keep us posted on how things are going. I'm really pulling for you to not diet. And I'm also honoring body liberation. You get to decide what you do next. 
And whatever you decide, I do hope (laughs) in the true way that it helps you to get closer to what you're looking for. This episode of a Love Food Podcast was sponsored by my PCOS and Food Peace course. It is going to be opening up for enrollment very soon, January 25th, 2018. I hope you can join me. Go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com to get on the wait list and get all the details. All right, enough for me. Let's hear from food. Until then, take care. Dear Diet Rock Bottom at a new low. Friend, we have been through a mighty journey and we see the mountain waiting for us ahead. We see the desire to reconnect with diet culture and appreciate why it looks promising and hopeful. Don't believe its lies. Its seductive fantasy only brought you disconnection and pain. It didn't help you long-term experience health and peace. It will just be a heavy ball and chain as we climb this next mountain on our journey. What are you yearning for? How can you connect with others outside of diets? How can you experience acceptance without diet torture? Answering these questions will bring you closer to meeting your needs and leading you home. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.